This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly exclusively on Russo'sBrand.com with Channel Attitude. Um, so today we are going to have a different sort of episode. We're not quite going back to the original uh, format, but we're not going to go into an in-depth um, Q&A today. Um, I am right now on location and, for a project, and unfortunately I have to leave on um, a last-minute flight, so I'm going to be shooting this episode a little bit different, uh, a little bit differently. Um, however, to make up for that, we have got some, uh, I think, some food for thought and some very interesting things to share, you know, maybe some like different perspective that I really want to get out of this because I think if you are whether you're a wrestler or a wrestling fan or just, you know, just a person in life trying to figure out their way, needing a little extra boost, a little kick in the pants, whatever the case may be, I think sometimes getting in on conversations like this is so drastically underrated and I think the intrinsic value in tough conversations like this is priceless and I think the world would be such a better place if we end up, you know, having more conversations like this that Ultimately, we can be a part of someone else's survival guide someday, which after all was the very foundation and the idea and motivation behind this podcast, Talks with Taylor Hendricks. So without any further ado, today's episode is going to be done on location. Um, it's really, really cool out here. I cannot wait to share uh, what's going on with you guys um, as far as this is concerned. Um, and joining me today is none other than my friend, Scully. Say hi to Scully. Hi, guys. Golly, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so clearly I am no Jeff Dunham, but I, I have fun. I have fun. You know, I, um, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I am a hoot. I am a delight. I laugh at all my own jokes all day long. <laughs> Just like that. Um, <coughs> don't even worry about it. <laughs> so today we are, we have some very interesting things to talk about. Next week we're going to discuss, you know, a brand new Q&A. We're going to discuss Tim Burton's recent comments about AI. We're going to talk about a lot of the stuff going on with the sequel Aquaman 2. We've got more Hollywood and box office news. We've got some red pill realizations, let me tell you, and so much more heading into next week's episode. Um, and so without further ado, let's dive right on into today's episode. So we're going to be a little bit shorter than usual, I think, but that's probably okay because I don't know who who would want to hear me talk for like five hours straight you know I don't even think I would <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know it is what it is um, I honestly don't even think I could talk for five hours straight like my my lungs they would probably be so mad at me just so mad um, <clears throat> so today when I was writing notes for this episode I came across this clip on social media and whether you're a fan of their music or not I think that this message is still so relatable and I see it come up so much in today's society and it has for a very, very, very long time. And the wrestling industry is no different. So uh, the clip I saw on social media and the reason why I brought up, even if you're not a fan of their music, blah, 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 um, is I saw a clip of Joe Jonas um, on stage at a Jonas Brothers concert. And in this clip, he was visibly emotional. Um, I would say, you know, 
a combination, like a cacophony of emotions, basically, which accompanies, you know, a very being in the public eye, potentially going through a divorce, uh, you know, with the mother of your children. And, you know, I don't know, there's just a lot to unpack there. And I think anybody would be feeling a lot of a different kinds of emotions going through something like that. And you don't have to be a celebrity. Uh, we're all human, you know, emotions are par for the course, right? You know, uh, if you are, you know, completely devoid of empathy, like, are you even a person? Uh, so he was visibly, um, it looked angry. Um, it looked sad. It looked frustrated. He looked frustrated. Uh, there was a lot going on in the clip and he basically said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was to the effect of if it didn't come from these lips, then don't believe it. Um, and I think that was obviously in reference to a lot of the people speculating on his divorce and the stuff going on with like some sort of ring cam footage that supposedly doesn't uh, paint his wife, Sophie Turner, in, you know, a very good way, a very, you know, not complimentary way, I guess. I have not seen the footage. Um, and I, But I have, in fact, seen a lot of people, including TMZ, talking about it. And then there's a lot of people accusing him and, you know, his PR team and their camp of leaking all kinds of stuff. Now, this obviously could just be a ploy to save face. But considering he's not necessarily the actor that his brother is, and, you know, he's more known for music as opposed to acting, I, I tend to feel like this could be a real glimpse into the life of Joe Jonas. Because I think if you truly loved someone, I don't think you ever truly stop loving them. I think just that love changes. Um, when you change, sometimes your love changes and you drift apart. Um, especially when you're, you're living in the public eye. I think a lot of people don't really understand what that is like. Um, and how could you if, you know, you have not experienced the weight of it on your shoulders bearing down on you like gravity itself until like your spine crushes and you're just soot in the dirt, um, basically. So I wanted to take this very instance right here and just do an episode on this. You don't need to care about Joe Jonas. You don't have to like the Jonas Brothers. You don't have to like Game of Thrones or Sophie Turner or anything, in my opinion, to get something out of this episode. Um, and so I thought a really good way to unpack this was to relate it back to wrestling because I know that a lot of you watching this are wrestling fans. That's how a lot of you know me, I believe, um, on top of being an author and, you know, a podcaster and everything else as a modern day Renaissance woman, you know, um, I think it'll be most relatable to put it in this term. So a lot of people ha are familiar with reporting sites like TMZ, People Magazine, Us Weekly, Cosmopolitan, and things like that, right? You're also very familiar with things like a rumor mill, uh, which we definitely have in wrestling. And you're also used to things like dirt sheets in wrestling and kind of the Hollywood version of that would be like tabloids and TMZ and stuff like that. So there's a lot of crossover similar, uh, similarities here. And what I think a lot of people don't understand about being famous, like everybody wants to be famous. And then when you end up being famous, you've realized how isolating and lonely and living in a glass bowl <laughs> that is the fame monster and a lot of people because because they aren't famous they don't understand that and then the people that end up becoming famous deal with all these things that the general public cannot relate to but i feel like if they could relate to it we could have a totally different conversation one filled with empathy one filled with guidance one filled with um sympathy and also you know 
advice on how to traverse that extremely difficult and lonely road to places that has a view that like n nobody could even imagine until you're there. Um, it's very, very difficult. Even for me personally, I am nowhere close to the level of Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas, Britney Spears, or anybody like that. But I myself have, you know, experienced the fame monster to a certain extent growing up as a minor in the professional wrestling industry with every awkward moment, you know, on full display from poor outfit choices because not knowing fashion or poor makeup choices or, you know, just growing into yourself as a human being, you know, as an adult. Like people think once you turn 18, you're an adult. You're not an adult. You still don't know how the, the world really works. You're, you're supposed to go out into the world and figure out yourself and find yourself and, and create a life that you don't need a vacation from. Be, create a life that's worth living and being proud of and passing on that legacy. That's what you're supposed to be learning how to do at 18. But yet people think, oh, well, you're 18 now, you're an adult. You have no idea. You don't know. Listen, I was I was 23. I had just turned 23 when I first appeared on national television. And that was one of the most jarring and scarring experiences of my life. And I actually just spoke with Shelly Martinez today on how I had no idea at that point. I didn't even know it yet. But that was the beginning of my journey to becoming the adult that I needed personally as a child. Okay, and I had no idea all of the trials and tribulations that were coming my way, all of these setups for failure, all of the success. I, I could not have given you a roadmap of what my life would, how, how things would unfold if I even tried. Not in my worst waking nightmares could I have ever imagined it. And it didn't turn out the way I wanted, but it turned out the way I needed. And that's a lesson that you don't know at 18. I didn't even know it at 23. All right. And when I turned 23 and I experienced that, I just had going over and over in my mind that Blink-182 song, Nobody Likes You When You're 23. And honestly, that's how it felt. You had people talking about how they knew you. People, um, you know, trying to paint you in a bad light and because you know they wanted that opportunity or they they think that you don't deserve it you're not talented enough you're not pretty enough you're not experienced enough you're always not going to be enough of something or too much of something else for somebody and at such a young age you not everyone understands how to navigate something like that we just don't that's not taught in school it's not taught in a lot of homes because if a lot of adults don't like their lives they don't like who they are they don't like what they've become so how can they possibly teach self-belief and gumption and guts and positivity and tenacity and formidability and resiliency if they themselves do not possess it. You know what I'm saying? And this all relates back to the fame machine um, and Joe Jonas because you could see his frustration, his hurt, his anger, animosity, sadness. Um, and for me, that was really, really sad because this is something that could have been great that is now going down the drain, just like a lot of other stuff in Hollywood, um, in wrestling, you know, everything is temporary. People, most people, I should say, not all, but most people are not loyal to you as a person. They're loyal to their need of you. And once that need changes, so too does their loyalty. We live in a very narcissistic society that lacks empathy and lacks critical thinking skills because it's no longer good for the math, uh, good for the status quo if you have people that can think for themselves, that can act on their own morals, 
and stand tall in the face of adversity. Instead, they would rather people be sheep and uh, walk themselves to the slaughter, basically. And that's what Hollywood is, that's what the wrestling machine is, that's what everyday life in this day and age is. And it's very, very sad because people are forgetting that at the root of all of these different things is people. People. Celebrities are people. Wrestlers are people. I am a person. You listening to this, you are a person. And since you're listening to this, I, I would bet money that you are a person worth knowing. You are a person that's worth believing in. And, and it's really sad because people are forgetting how to think for themselves, critical thinking, deductive reasoning. They're forgetting how to believe in themselves. They're forgetting about the dreams that they had when they were little children. They're, they're forgetting what is worth fighting for. And now more than ever, we see so many divorces, so many train wrecks of, not literal, I'm talking figuratively speaking, with people that experience the fame monster. And it's so sad because everybody wants this, but they don't really ask themselves, I say I want this, but what does this, what am I truly saying that I want? Do I, am I saying that I want to live in that glass bowl where everything I say, don't say, do or don't do is is critically analyzed under a microscope? Um, am I really saying that I want me and my family to be stalked 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Am I really saying that I wanna give up my freedom as an individual in the country that I'm in for the sake of fame? Am I really saying that I want the volatility of public opinion to dictate my value and self-worth as a, as a person and to give somebody else that sort of power over me and my family so that if a friend of mine says something bad on social media, I automatically get fired and lose my job or get, or get slandered all across the world on social media within minutes. Is that what I'm truly saying that I want? And then also this added thing of the people that you are around, you become like the people you spend the most time with. So if you are surrounded by people that are constantly partying, constantly on drugs, constantly miserable, constantly getting divorced or in and out of bad relationships, toxic mental self-talk and all this other stuff, how can you possibly think that you're going to have a positive outcome in life if that is all you are choosing to consciously surround yourself with? How, how can you expect a positive uh, outcome out of that environment? Look at, you know, how many people have experienced such trials and tribulations that you can't imagine. You know, uh, Britney Spears, Britney Murphy before she passed away, uh, Justin Bieber, Joe Jonas, uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Like just, there, there, there's just a massive list of people that go through these things and we as the general public end up using it as fodder for our own amusement that we can type about online and you know paparazzi who don't even care about how something makes you look even if it's not true uh because hey the the the, the worse you look the more it's going to sell so the more you get paid that's why i'm saying we live in such a narcissistic society that lacks empathy um, and I think that there's something that we can truly learn from this. Even if you're not a Joe Jonas fan or you have no delusions of grandeur for wanting to be a celebrity and you don't really subscribe to celebrity worship and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, even if you're just, a, even if you, to put that aside, you're, you're specifically a pro wrestling fan. Don't for one second think that that does not happen in wrestling. There are so many people that benefit from the status quo, both men and women. 
And I think it's, it's, you know, like we talked about last week, not everybody in the workplace is your friend. So do your job, get paid, go home. That was this past um, Monday's Motivation Monday from last week's episode, okay? And that's true. Not everyone has good intentions for you. And sometimes they don't even have good intentions for themselves. And this is in wrestling. Um, there are so many different people that have told you this over and over and over. Al Snow being one of them who has his own content uh, uh, for the brand, with Vince Russo's brand. Okay, there is just so much that goes on and we've just normalized so much of it that we have slowly become so self-absorbed and narcissistic and lack actual true empathy for our fellow human beings and to me that's very very sad there is so much that can be learned from examples like this quite honestly you know there is uh you know so many broken relationships in wrestling um you know the lifestyle it's 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 very toxic it's very hard you're you've missed more than you actually experience with your families uh funerals most of the time you will not attend them birthdays that's a thing of the past. Uh, a good night's sleep, also a thing of the past. You know, you have to understand what it is you're asking for really and truly when you say you want these things. You know, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay the daily rent for that success that I want to achieve? What does that mean? Am I willing every single day to be committed to the sacrifices it is going to take both knowingly and unknowingly to achieve that ultimate goal, whether that's being a professional wrestler for the WWE or for AEW or Impact Wrestling or NWA or New Japan, whatever the case may be, right? It's the same thing when you want to be an actor in Hollywood, when you want to be a celebrity. Do you, in wrestling, it's the same. Do you want to live under that, that, the heat of that microscope? Do you really want to be living in that see-through glass fishbowl that seems to get smaller and smaller and smaller? Do you want to be addicted to trying to maintain that level of fame and stay relevant by any means necessary? These are the things that happen in Hollywood and in wrestling every single day. And if you don't believe me, remember these words and for the next month, watch these people on social media and tell me that they are not addicted to trying to stay relevant, to maintain, to maintain their celebrity level of success and to be in front of your eyeballs. Tell me it isn't true. I'll wait. I know you're lying, but I'll wait. Because that's what it takes to be a Kardashian, to be a Jonas Brother, to, to be Britney Spears, to be to to get to these levels of varying degrees of success whether you love them or hate them it doesn't matter do you honestly think taylor swift can get away with saying some of the things that you or i could say on social media absolutely not absolutely not okay um do you think that you can attack her publicly without getting bashed by millions of swifties you'd be delusional if you think that you could okay it's a complete, it's a completely different beast. Not to quote the Wizard of Oz, but it's a beast of a different color, okay? And the wrestling industry is not different. I, I know everybody wants to think that it is, but it's not, okay? You have to ask yourself, am I willing to sacrifice my integrity to be famous? Am I willing to remain dedicated to being that level of famous for the rest of my life even if it means the detriment of my personal and professional relationships, of my relationship that I have with myself, 
these are all questions that you need to ask because so many people just want to be famous. And then we, if, if, and, if and when that they do get that, 95% of the time they end up crashing and burning in one way or another. And I am so sad by it. I am saddened by it. I am sick and tired of seeing it. And I'm sick and tired of people not being taught this, okay? When you go to wrestling school and you pay two grand to learn how to bump, and if you're lucky, you actually picked a good school that'll teach you psychology, teach you the business end, teaching you what working an indie show versus what working on TV means, how to put matches together, how to create a brand for yourself that stands out and all these other things. If you're lucky uh, enough to go to a school like that, you know, you're lucky. But nine times out of 10, they're not going to be teaching you the personal side of it. The, and you know, no acting school teaches you these things either. But we as people should know this by now. How many tabloids have you seen in your life? How many posts have you read about gossip about Hollywood and about celebrities and reality shows and all this other stuff? There are so many people in these generations now from millennials all the way through Gen Alpha, I think it's called after Gen Z. I don't know, but they're making fun of Gen Z now. And it's like now Gen Z understands, you know, the behavior that they did towards us millennials. <laughs> you know, so um, you, you have to ask yourself if the juice is worth the squeeze, basically. Um, so many people today, they don't want to have a work ethic. They, they don't want to do these jobs that they find demeaning, even though I don't understand how a doctor is demeaning or you know, a sanitation, like some sanitation people and truck drivers make a hundred K or more. How is that demeaning? You know, I don't understand. But anyway, they all just want to be famous. They want to go on OnlyFans and make a million dollars, even though that's a pipe dream and most don't achieve that. You know, there was a, a case where a woman left law school as a promising law student at a university to be an OnlyFans model. You know, uh, people just want to be famous. They want these get rich quick schemes. They want to be famous. They don't care how they get famous, they just want to be famous, but they don't understand the cost. They don't understand the compact, the compound interest that, that builds up over time. And instead of that being a smart investment, it's actually a detriment that costs years off of your life. It costs millions of dollars over time. And you end up unhappy because at the end of the day, you never fixed what was wrong within you to begin with. You just covered it up with wanting to be famous, all right? There are certain things that you and I can do that certain celebrities cannot, even with all of their money, all of their fame, all of their glory, everything. There are certain things that you listening to this can do that they cannot, okay? If they have a bad outfit, that's on social media. If somebody they know does something bad and they don't say something, or you know, say, say for example, a family member says something political, and even if you as a celebrity does not agree with it, you're still gonna get bashed for it and you could potentially lose income and opportunities from that. It is such a volatile, vulnerable, fickle reality. And a lot of people that have reached a certain level of superstardom feel this way. But yet people are not listening and they expect to be the exception of the rule. Listen, at the end of the day, add up all the numbers. If all of you think you're the exception to the rule, then you end up becoming the rule. Then you're no longer the exception. So truly have a brutally honest conversation with yourself and ask yourself if this is truly what you want. I'm not telling you not to want to be famous. I'm not telling you not to want to be a wrestler. All I am saying is dig deep to find the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. And then analyze if you are 100% committed to the best possible scenario 
while also coming to the realization that there's a very good probability that you could end up as the worst case scenario. And if you are still okay with that, then by all means, prove me wrong and show me that you're the exception to the rule. But I think what we can learn from this Joe Jonas, you know, confession on stage, if you will, with, you know, if you didn't hear it from these lips and don't believe it, is that everybody loves to talk <laughs> and not everybody riding with you is for you. And people love gossip because it distracts them from doing the hard work of working on themselves or solving their own problems. They would rather create other problems for other people or deflect blame to other people or just distract themselves from their own reality or to make other people miserable because at the end of the day, we all know misery loves company and people would rather drag other people down instead of building themselves up. And when you are famous, it is so easy to tear you down. It's not so easy to build yourself back up after someone's torn you down, whether you deserved it or not. And, you know, when you become famous and either you have a family or you already had a family or you decide to have a family, that family that you create didn't ask to be famous, but their privacy is going to be violated. Uh, they're going to be living under that same microscope as you in that same exact glass fishbowl. They're, they're not going to have the chance to make those decisions for themselves. And to me, I think that is something that we should all learn from so we can nip these narcissistic tendencies in the butt and, and start creating the better world that we always dreamed of and talked about, but we always blame society for why we couldn't have it because we're the adults now, which means we're the society now, which means it's our problem now. And if it's our problem, then instead of complaining about it like past generations, then we need to actually do something about it. And I think Gen X can be on board with this. I, they, they know it just as well as us millennials. And Gen Z is starting to figure that out as well. And you know what? I think at some point, so will Gen Alpha. Um, I think we all should come together in conversations like this and have polite discourse and discuss, you know, differing opinions and ideas in a respectful way so we can have an open dialogue and create the society that we feel we deserve, you know, that we want to work hard for and be proud to be a part of. Instead of a society that tears people down, wanting them to get divorced or cheers on bad decisions and all these other things. And that leads me to today's motivation, which is a part of this whole entire episode, really, from start to finish. And that is, you know, when something good happens to you and happens for you, people are silent. When something bad happens or something negative spreads like wildfire, figuratively speaking, okay? And when, when, when you're silent and, and they think nothing is happening at all, that's when they create things to talk uh, about you with. Um, at the end of the day, not everybody riding with you is for you. So don't dilute yourself. Do not try so hard to fit in with these people because the more you sacrifice your integrity, the more you are losing your self-respect. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, is this what I really want for my life, for the little kid that I used to be, and the family I ultimately want to have someday? Ask yourself if that is truly what you want. Is being famous or is being a wrestler, is that what you truly want? Or is there something deep inside of you that has needed to be healed for a very long time and you've just ignored it and ignored it and self-medicated in all these different ways that we do as people where, where you use alcohol or you use drugs or you, you want to be famous or you try to get everyone to like you. 
we, everybody has their own vices and how they deal with things, whether it's food, whether it's fame, whether it's gossip, negativity, it all ends the same. So ask yourself truly, honestly, and wholeheartedly, is becoming famous or voluntarily participating in this sort of behavior really what I want for me and for my future family? Is this going to help me become the adult that I needed as a child? And if the answers are no, then reevaluate what you want to do and how you want to live and then go out and be that. Just understand, you are always one, just one. You are always just one decision away from a completely different life. The choice is yours. Let's start making better choices together so we don't continue this perpetual cycle of negativity and narcissism. Let's start bringing kind back to humankind. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly. I come to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family where I air in full on russosbrand.com. Don't forget to catch me live on my YouTube channel. The link is on one of the sides here, youtube.com slash at Taylor Hendricks. Um, I have some new stuff coming to my YouTube channel, including more Growing Up Haunted, Q&As, motivation, and so much more. You can also find me on Cameo with cameo.com slash at Taylor Hendricks. Uh, you can get personalized videos from me for $12 or less. And I guarantee you that each of them are a minimum of two to two and a half minutes long, minimum. Uh, you can also find my books on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Until next week, everybody.